the first round he's going to come out guns blazing. By the end of the first round I'll have the range down. And then from the second round it's just going to be surgical for me. I'm going to jab his face off and take that leg away from him and then it's going to be game over. Download the All-Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights, challenge your friends, level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. All right, Jack. Um, we spoke after your last fight. You told me I will be on UFC 293. And I don't even know, maybe like a week or two after that, they announced your opponent. Um, how do you feel, man, making this uh, this quick turnaround, you know, in a sport, in this sport, Two months is a quick turnaround. Yeah, really quick. Um, but I, I, I begged, I begged to be put on the June card, right? Like, uh, Sean was, Sean was kind of alluding to the fact, like, oh, we've got September coming up. I don't know if I'll be able to back you up that quick. Um, and I was like, I, I need, I want to fight again. I want to go back to the US. And he, you know, he came through on his end and, and gave me what I wanted, which was to fight again in the US. So I was happy enough. I was, I was stoked that I got the opportunity to back up again in September. So, you know, the hard part about a quick backup is often getting excited for it. Like if I had have been on a quick backup back in America, that would have been hard to get mentally up for, you know, because it's like, I've got to go back to the US. I've got to do all that again. Whereas it was super easy for me to get back up for this one because I'm going to Sydney. Like it's like fight in front of the home crowd. I've just got to get my camp done. Um, my body was in pretty good shape after the fight. So uh, mentally, there was no challenge getting up and getting excited for it. So it, yeah, it's a quick turnaround in some aspects, but in others, it's exactly what I wanted. When when a, an opponent, right, they sign the dotted line to fight you, you know, do you feel like an emotional switch yourself? Like when you sign the dotted line that you know that someone's on the other side trying to kill you? Yeah, I feel like for me, that's becoming less and less of a thing. Like I used to used to go through things like where you would get a name, right? Because back in the day, you never knew who you were going to fight on the local scene where you would get the name and then you would kind of get those jitters of like, oh, this guy's, I'm going to fight this guy. And then you would get the contract and then it would be another thing. And then they would release the poster and it would be like, you'd get that sort of jolt again, almost that adrenaline. Whereas now... um I think as I mature a little bit, I'm getting better at um, just understanding that it's it's the consistency that's the key. Like, a, you know, you take you take the look at like Stylebender and Volk. They're the two guys from my region who have done the best. And it's just this constant, like they never off. You know what I mean? They're always doing a little bit of training. They both party and enjoy their life. Don't get me wrong. They're both, but they're always it's not this big build up and this big crash and this big build and this big crash. It's this level always training, always working. And then also always enjoying the ride as well. And I'm really trying to do that and, and, and do that well. For sure. And, uh, Chepe, what do you think of him? What kind of fighter do you see? Tough, tough, um, risk, a tough risk taker. Who's going to come in there and, and give everything. Um, this is, you know, in some ways, it's it's a it's a it's a fight that suits me, and in, in other ways, it's a fight that's most dangerous for me, because he's not he's going to bring the fight to me, right? In other in in my previous fights, like the Don fight and in the Jamal fight, a lot of some of the onus on was on me to take the fight to them. Where I know that's not the case here. Here, the, the fight's going to come to me, so I need to be smart and pick my shots. But I think I've got you know not 
one tool or a couple of tools, I think I'm better than him everywhere. It's just about not getting caught in what he does well, which is draw you into this swing slugfest. Yeah, that's one thing that's uh, that's a tricky part about fighting is that, you know, you could be skilled everywhere against your opponent, but he just has to have that one night, right? It's not like other sports, right? It's, this, this is different, right? He just has to have that yeah. one night and yeah, like in a one shot, right? Yeah, in a, for a runner, right? In a running race, the faster runner over 400 wins 99 times out of 100. And that one time is if like, the guy trips or, or does something crazy like that. It's not like the, the slower guy has a PB night and that is enough to bridge the gap. Whereas in fighting, you know, even the most dominant guy, like I'll, I'll have, there's nights in the gym where you have amateurs who will come in and they'll get a round off you and you'll go, that guy's only been training two years. How did he take a round off me just then? And then you have other nights in the gym where no one gets anywhere near you. And I think Chepe is a really good example of that style where he'll throw caution to the wind and and just think, you're going to make a mistake. I'm going to throw and just wait for you to make a mistake. So it's on me not to make a mistake. And I think I can put his lights out while he tries to do that. Well, his debut, man, I think a lot of people didn't expect him to win that fight because he was facing no, off against Trevor Peak. Man, Trevor Peak made his UFC debut with those standing hammer fists. You know, I mean, he became kind of a legend for that stuff. So everybody was all hyped on Trevor Peak and overlooked Chepe. And Chepe goes in there and performs really well, man. It was it was a wild fight, though, right? It was pretty cool yeah, to watch. Yeah, there's just no that that's one thing I'm really big on and is super important for me because you have those experience where the amateurs will take a round off you if you're not on and stuff like that is that anyone can beat you don't overlook anyone and particularly when you're in the ufc everyone in the ufc is a killer everyone's good so there's no easy fights there's no foot off the gas so like i'm showing up fit like i am fit and i'm taking this fight like as seriously as i've taken any fight ever and, you know, the stakes keep getting higher for me. I think there's a good chance that we open up the main card on this show. So this is a chance to explode onto the world scene for me. And, uh, you know, really, you know, this will mark the beginning of my journey at, at the top 15. Yeah, you you know, you obviously have a lot of momentum and he's, he's coming off a debut win as well with a lot of momentum, you know what I mean, as the underdog. Uh, you know, momentum versus momentum, man. It's, it's, it's a violent, you know, result. Yeah, 100%. And he's got like, he's coming to my hometown, you know, I know, he knows they're probably going to boo him. He knows he's flown across the other side of the world. So I'm sure he's got a chip on his shoulder and, and he's got that dog, you know, that, that he wants to pick the fight with me, but uh, I'm going to be there for it. And uh, I think, I think I'm going to be able to put him out because he's going to come out hard. Yeah, you mentioned in another interview that Chepe's fighting style will allow you to show more of your skill sets. You know, can you give more detail on, on why you said that? Yeah, so um, if you watch like the Jamal fight, quite a chess match in that it was lots of like one and two two strikes. Like there, there wasn't a lot of, um, we, I would sort of refer to it as ping pong. There wasn't a lot of like, bang, 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 bang. Like he goes, I go, I pull, he pulls, we go. Like it was very much snapshots of different exchanges. Whereas I do really well when people are overly aggressive and they expose themselves a little bit. I do really well at sort of missing the first couple of punches and then catching people on the way out or 
you know, getting people biting on fakes and then going after that. And I think that um, Chepe's style is going to allow me to, to show what I'm really good at, which is catching people on the way out of those exchanges. The Korean zombie, third round, Max Holloway. That was just, just crazy to watch, right? Like, the Korean zombie looked like, he's like, this is the last round of my life. Let's just go out there and see what happens, right? It was fun. Yeah, crazy. Two legends and good on good on the, the zombie. I'm, you know, I'm lucky that got to watch him do his thing, you know, coming up in my time and then a little bit of my time in the UFC. And, and Max is obviously... You know, 18 and 0 against the rest of the featherweight division. If you don't count Volk, so you know he's in a <laughs> excuse me, he's in a fairly tricky position. So what do you do? Yeah, yeah, he is a tricky position. But you know, the Korean Zombie, of course, he's a legend and uh, he's going to be remembered for a long time. But the fighting style that he has, would you recommend that? You know, what I mean, like to an up and coming one of the guys that you coach. Nah, well, I've made a career off not getting hit, and that's not exactly what he's done. Um, you know, and that—that's, I think, my, probably when people, when analysts talk about me and my skill set, I think the thing that gets under talked about the most is the fact that I just don't take much damage, like to the body, to the head, to the legs. I'm, I'm, I'm really defensively sound. Um, which, you know, allows me allows me to get my offense off. And, you know, I know I'm going to have those times. I've, I've been in fights, you know, where I've been hit and had to dig deep. And, and, you know, I have no problem being there for it. But if I could recommend to somebody a way to fight, it would be find a way to win without getting hit. Find a way that, you know, you're going to take the minimal amount of damage. Because the, the thing that you have to think is it's not, all right, I'm going to fight 30 times in my career. So I'm going to have 30 fights. It's like, no, no, no. If your style is to get hit, then you're going to do it every week. Every sparring session, you're going to get hit by everyone. Whereas, So you've got to look at it like that. My my style is very much, what can I get off without getting hit? Or how can I mitigate that risk? And uh, that that's how I would encourage people to fight. But at the end of the day, everyone has their own style. And that's the beauty of martial arts is, is finding what works for you. Yeah, for yeah, every for Korean, Korean zombie, zombie, there's thousands, thousands of other fighters, other fighters named, named, you know, you know Billy Bob, Bob, that has the same style, they all never made it to the UFC, they just never made it to the big stage, right? right. Yeah, I know, I know plenty of guys who are, the, who are those bangers, those gym warriors, mm-hmm. and, and they just, you know, you know, taken however many years off their life by just having these gym wars where they would just go to town on each other, mm-hmm. and it's like, that. that's... It's not the way to do it, especially if you you know you want to have a good life after fighting and and that sort of thing. I know I understand a lot of guys don't have anything else like that. Fighting's their life, but um, yeah, I just think that do it do it in the way where you can take the least amount of damage. That that seems smart to me. I think the the generation that's coming up now. If you look at the the level of fighters and their style of fighting, that style is starting to slowly fade out right now. You know, that, you know that I'm a, I'm a straight, straight brawler, brawler. You know, you know, yeah, the Korean yeah, zombie got far, far for what he for did, what he did. But, but I think by now, now is the caliber that you have to face, face you, you, you probably won't be able to reach, reach you know, even the top 15 with that for sure, style. for sure. And it only takes you, you get your lights put out so many times, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I've seen guys who you know had a really good chin for a long time, and then once it went, it was gone, and then it was KO after KO after KO after that, and you can never come back from it. So I think that 
you're absolutely right. The style is changing with this new generation. Where do you where do you uh, where do you where do you where do you get where do you get perspective on like sport because you know you're only a couple fights deep into the UFC career but you're you're already talking like you're already ten fights deep or fifteen fights deep into your career. I don't know. I think um I think I'm surrounded by it's by people who I have a lot of respect for and I take a lot of their opinions on board. Like my two coaches, particularly Simon and Andy, um, we talk a lot about you know, what's important to me and, and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, knocking my head in the clouds and getting too caught up in the fact that now I'm a UFC fighter. And, you know, now there's, you know, you've got more followers and all this sort of stuff. None of that really matters to me. You know, it matters to the point where I can convert it to a dollar value, but outside of that, it doesn't really mean much. And um, as far as sport, you know, I've, I've always been fairly introspective and and I, I like to look at things in a, you know, a fairly, deep way so that's it that's just who i am i think you also you mentioned, mentioned in that in that interview that i, that I talked about earlier, earlier that, that uh, uh you didn't you didn't sign with sign the cfc and you just kind of just, just, just fight fight and, and you're, you're betting on yourself, yourself you know i don't really see many fighters talking like that right especially at the start of their career talking about their contract and and kind of like the how they're going to navigate through each fight, right? Like, where does that come from? You know what I mean? The maturity, like, it's it's, it's very rare. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I, I could suit here and toot my own horn about, you know, the fact that I, I've got big belief in my abilities, which I do. Um, but I also take a lot of ownership in the stuff that happens outside of the ring. Like, I'm not interested in abdicating the duty to manage my own career off to somebody else and then just sitting back and going it's not my responsibility i got i didn't this didn't happen because it was their fault or his fault or whatever i'm really interested in being you know the captain of my own ship and the master of my own fate so um i i deal with the ufc you know i email sean I, you know, me and my coach both, obviously, but we have an email thread and, and I'm involved in those conversations, all, all um, sponsorship deals. I deal with them all myself and, and um, you know, companies that I deal with are often surprised. They say similar things to you, like, oh, you, you know, you, you speak well and, and you seem to have a good handle on this. Most people would have someone else doing it for them. And I just think, you know, even the, the experience of negotiating things for myself is something that I'll be able to take into my life for the rest of my life. So why would I abdicate the chance to gain that experience to someone else? Um, and as far as my contract stuff goes, um, I've always believed that I was going to get to the UFC and I didn't think I was just going to get here. I always thought I was going to do really well. So in terms of re-signing on a new deal with the UFC, a lot of people say, get off your base contract, get off your base contract as soon as you can. But to me, you know, if I got offered after a split decision win in Jacksonville that wasn't super impressive, which again, some people wouldn't admit that that wasn't a super impressive win, but it was impressive in some aspects. You know, Jamal's very, very good, but in, a, in on paper, it was a split decision win. If I if I go in and negotiate now, that doesn't put me in a very high leverage position, does it? But if I go in after this fight, when Dana's going to be in the crowd, and one of my big factors is the way that the crowd interacts with me. So when Dana sees how the crowd interacts with me and, and a big performance where I, uh, you know, it's going to be a shutout or a finish, then that puts me in a much better position to, to negotiate and to leverage um, my next contract. So that's just why I wanted to do that. I, I want to go in and I want to back myself.
Yeah, you know, Sean O'Malley, if you look at a, a good example, exactly. it's him, you know what yeah. I mean? He deals with all his stuff on his own, and he's openly talk shit because he can now. He's the champ, right? Once you get to yeah. that champ status, you know, you, you could pull everything from under the rug, right? Exactly. Sean's like, sorry, just let me plug this. Yeah, and I'm not on that... Um... I'm not on that level yet or that plane, but you know, you can take if let's say I'm doing a lower level deal now and then I do get into the top five, the experience that I gained negotiating a level at the the deal at the lower level is is gonna help me when I'm negotiating a deal at the higher level. So I'm 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 not afraid of doing it. I'm not afraid of making a making a mistake, which I understand is gonna happen. Um, but I'm gonna back myself to do it. Man, you haven't made a mistake yet. Two and oh. Got your contending series win as well, and looks like you're gonna end uh, 2023 with a bang. What do you expect in this fight, man? You mentioned possibly being the opener of the main card, which would be incredible. Yeah, well, I so I um when I heard that Kaikara France was out, I messaged the VP of Warner Music and Entertainment, which is the parent company of the UFC, and I said, "Hey, there's a gap here." you know who the crowd's going to respond best to put me in. And he said, I'll talk to the boys in the U S so we'll find out. But, uh, again, that's just me, me trying to position myself to, to, to make the most impact I can. So, Oh, the way I see it going is if I go up there and I open the main card, it's going to be me and Chep to a fully sold out kudos bank arena. Uh, the first round he's going to come out guns blazing by the end of the first round, I'll have the range down and then from the second round, it's just going to be surgical for me. I'm going to jab his face off and take that leg away from him, and then it's going to be game over. There you go. August 9th, you'll see 293 Sydney. September 9th. Sorry, September 9th. Why do I always get those things messed up? We missed it. <laughs> we already passed. Yeah, we missed it. Jack already won. You know what I mean? He's already signed his new deal. Anyways, yeah, thank well, you, Jack, man, so much uh, for the time. Right. It's always good catching up. And uh, yeah, man, all the best. It, mate. Thank you very much.